Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Cyberpunk Edge Runners Review miniseries brought to you by the Musical Wee Podcast. I'm your host, Rico, also known as the Musical Weep, and I will be your guide through the wondrous city known as Night City, aka the setting in which our story takes place. This will be a review of the first episode of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. The first episode is aptly titled Let You Down. Um, the first episode starts off with a cold open, a sort of introduction into the world of cyberpunk. For the uninitiated uh, into the world of cyberpunk, if you have not played Cyberpunk 2077 or you're not familiar with the original source material which Cyberpunk 2077 was originally modeled and based off of, the original tabletop game known as Cyberpunk 2020, with its predecessor known as Cyberpunk Red, um, you might be as a little confused as to what is going on, but I assure you the series does do a good job of giving you the bits and pieces of lore that you need to understand the situation and the context around certain scenes. But being the resonant cyberpunk nerd that I am, through this series, I'll be able to give you even further context, even further lore that enriches some of these scenes. Starting off with the first episode with a cold open, it starts with a rather muscular man. And from the looks of him, he's very tall, very muscular in stature. He has cybernetic eyes that look like kind of resemble the the same uh, shapes that you know wasp hives have with you know the little circles where you know wasps will lay their their eggs or whatever. He has a metal plated jaw, and on his back on the ridges where his spine would be, there is a metal implant. And throughout his muscles, you can see, you know, indentions, you know, cracks that look like it as though is his body is also made of a, some kind of cybernetic implants. Um, it starts off with him in the middle of the city center of Night City. Night City being in the heart of New California. In the world of cyberpunk, California is broken up between North and in South California with Night City being in the dead center of both of them. Um, California in the grand context of the cyberpunk lore in the year 2020, the California is actually uh, well, a little further in 2020, but I digress. The states of California, they became free states. So for those of you who don't know what a free state is, a free state is a state that is within a certain country, for example, the United States of America, but they act independently from the central government. They are their own government in a sense. And California is such a free state, along with, I believe, Texas in the world of cyberpunk is also a free state. But with free states comes less federal regulations so as a result of this 
Night City has become a world of splendor, you know, where if you want to become a legend, if you want to become someone, you go to Night City. And with splendor, there is also an underbelly that comes with it. All that glitter is not gold, as some would say. And this theme will be the running theme throughout this entire series. So we start off with this man that we know nothing about yet. He's tall in stature, muscular, cybernetic to all hell. He approaches uh, a police officer in his car, you know, calling his partner on a on a hollow call with his partner, a hollow call in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, smartphones are not really a thing anymore. If you want to make a phone call, you have an implant in your head now that can make those calls for you. You actually have in the retinas of your eyes, you know, all the information that you need, you know, there's a little screen, you know, for FaceTime pretty much, you know, this is just a small taste of what advancements and technology and, you know, cybernetic enhancements that the world of, you know, cyberpunk has made. And the man approaches the police officer's car, the police officer's, you know, telling him to move along, you know, get, get the fuck out of here. But before you know it, the the unknown man, he uh, pulls out a power shotgun and blasts his head off in a full display of blood, guts, and gore that uh, would be equivalent to almost like a Tarantino movie. You know, Quentin Tarantino is famous for having some pretty violent scenes in his movie. This is about the equivalent of that. Um as he blows the police officer's head off you the other officers rally to try and you know take him down um but uh as they're firing their bullets have no effect showing that you know this man is damn near unstoppable as he starts mowing down these waves and waves of ncpd police officers as if you know they're ants beneath his boot you know blasting him down with assault rifles cybernetic uh, missiles that are in the implants of his arm um he uh a police officer tries to get the jump on him from behind but the bullets do nothing and mantis blades these like blades that come out of you know his uh forearm come out as he you know shreds his body to pieces uh then you hear these police officers call him a cyber psycho now in the world of cyberpunk a cyber psycho is someone who has expended enough of their life uh to getting chromed out as they as the street slang would be in night city they have done a lot of body modifications to themselves they have gotten numerous amounts of cyberware and while some are more adapt to installing cyberware than others there is still the case of cyber psychosis cyber psychosis being you start to lose your touch with reality you start to lose touch with your humanity because the more chrome the more cyberware you put the less flesh the less human you become wow 
There are some people whose tolerance and threshold for such things are higher and others are lower. It is still an eventuality for most people. And cyber psychosis is a prominent theme and a prominent, uh, almost a, uh, a enemy in of itself without throughout the show. And as the show goes on, we will see, you know, the further depths of cyber psychosis and the effects that not only has on the individual, but the also the emotional totals it takes on the other people around them, the people that care for them. We'll get to see, you know, cyber psychosis and all, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a glory, I guess, if you want to call it that. But as the, the scene goes on, the man activates that spine implant that was, you know, shown in the first, you know, minute or so of this, uh, of this fight. And for those of you who are nerds, as such as I, we're quite familiar with what kind of cyberware this is. Because cyberware is broken up into different categories. You have uh, neural cyberware. Um, the boy, it cuts to him looking at, you know, the washer and dryer, you know, waiting for it to get done. The machine stops because cycle cannot be continued due to insufficient funds. And the boy is upset because his school uniform is was in the washer. So now he doesn't have a school uniform to go to school in. Um, cuts to him coming out to the living room, looking at a woman on the couch with the a yellow uh, jacket draped over her come to find out this woman is the boy's mother and the boy's mother uh, is a paramedic and um, she had the night shift and she actually was one of the first responders to the same incident that the boy was uh, reliving through the brain dance of the cyber cycle mowing down the NCPD and ultimately succumbing to max tech. Um, the the woman is asking the boy if uh, if uh, she if he has the upgrade for his uh, for his uh, for his brain dance reef, which is what the machine that he experienced the brain dance is called. It's called a reef. If he has the upgrade uh, update for uh, for class for school, and uh, the boy says he he had his he has a handle doc handle it for him, um, which means he did some kind of underhanded thing to cut corners and try and you know I guess save money for his uh, from his mother. We find out that the boy's name is David, full name David Martinez. This is a small glimpse into how hard Life City can be. Because in the world of cyberpunk, if you are not a corpo, if you're not part of the corporations, you are little people. You are fish. You have to grind. You have to pull yourself out of the mud. And honestly, in the world of cyberpunk, the mud is so thick and high, it is almost impossible to make it to the other side you know it's it's very rare you find someone make it 
in Night City on an honest living. Um, but uh, it cuts to the boy going to school uh, while the mom is looking at the news and the news says uh, is recapping what happened but on the headline it says cyberware is missing meaning something was stolen from the the crime scene the boy starts to walk through the streets of night city you start to get a glimpse of what kind of world this is and what kind of life this boy has probably been living up to this point uh you know scrounging for scraps trying to make ends meet you know going to a a, a preppy corporal school that someone from his background someone from where he lives really doesn't really have a place to belong or really doesn't belong there in the first place um as he you know he gets the gets the school um everyone in the class is disgusted looking at him um their teacher is not even a real teacher it's an ai teacher you know artificial intelligence um and they put on their their headsets to start you know class um you can hear i guess the the group uh group chat or the voice channel for the class and people are calling him a gutter rat uh a piece of shit off the street uh that i wouldn't show my face if i was him um the main antagonist being this blue hair and looks like the son of a big corpo his name's katsuya uh and everyone's you know bullying him saying his tech looks you know uh generic it looks you know run of the mill it looks bottom of the barrel uh doesn't even look compatible with what they're trying to learn and david says i made it compatible and as you know they start the class it turns out that david's reef is actually not compatible and it ruins the class crashes everything blows out everyone else's reef um and destroys the the classroom pretty much and all the technology in the class and obviously he sets his principal's office um the principal's pretty much laying it out thick saying uh oh the repairs for what your son damaged will be a lot uh Uh, your son used a, a back alley software to avoid paying for the license update. Um, and the principal is pretty much saying, I see an opportunity here to improve David's situation. I believe David is not a good fit with his classmates and maybe a change and environment will benefit him. Pretty much saying your son doesn't really belong here. I think it's best, you know, if he leaves, if not, then it's probably better, you know, if we kick him out. Um, cuts to you know the boy and the mom on their ride home and David he's like I don't even want to go back you know this is probably good that this happened you know I don't belong there you know um, you know 
why am I even there? Um, and David, you know, he's, you know, he was like, maybe I should just drop out and, you know, find work. Um, cause you know, and he knows the reality of the situation that they're in, you know, we can't afford to pay back those repairs and for me to go to school and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, it, it's probably just better if, you know, we quit while we're ahead and, you know, just call it quits, you know, pack it up, you know, go home, just drop out, go find work somewhere. Um, I, you know, he's, you know, saying to his mom, I stand out, you know, if you're not a true blue, you know, son of a corpo or a corpo in general, you know, you'll never fit. Um, and he doesn't even want to be a suit. He doesn't even want to be a corpo. Uh, his mom starts crying, you know, so what have been, what have I been working so hard for then, you know? Everything I do, I do for you, you know, David, you know, all those hours I work, you know, all those late shifts, all the, that time I took away, you know, from being in your life was so I could provide a, a better platform, a better starting point for you to make something out of your life, make it out of where we came, you know, because you're, you're way smarter. You have the best chance out of anyone in our in our neighborhood to make it out because david is actually top of his class you know he is actually a talented and smart boy and his mom's like you're everything to me you know i just want to give you a fighting chance in the city get a good education you know and make something of yourself you know david he says i'm sorry but you can almost see in his eyes that He's only saying that, but he still doesn't believe, you know, that he actually wants that for himself. That he actually wants to, you know, ride, work hard and rise to the top of, you know, Arasaka. Arasaka being one of the major corporations in the world. Arasaka being a security, like private security company. Um, while this is happening, there are two cars pulled to the side of them. Um, a pink one with you know these big muscular men in muscular uh enhancing cyberware start blasting uh at the car on the other side of david and his mother um and it seems as though it's two rival games one being the animals the animals being a bored out you know uh semi cyber psycho uh street gang which they specialize in uh they believe you know strength is power and strength being physical strength so they get all the cybernetic enhancements that deal with you know body enhancement strength enhancement and uh whoever you know is the strongest stands on top is, and is the leader and they're firing uh, another unnamed uh street gang where one of them launches a uh, uh, the explosives of some kind makes the the rival car flip spin out of control hitting david and his mother and his car creating a you know a big accident and a explosion um it cuts to david you know in the car stuck and he sees his mom out in the street he's calling out to her you know mom mom 
but he sees that you know the that she's not responding next thing you know trauma team comes up trauma team being uh one of the the paramedic services of you know the world of cyberpunk trauma team being the best because trauma team is actually you know equipped to handle pretty extreme situations trauma team comes with its own private you know security force in case you know they have to extract someone in a less nicer part of night city you know they have you know fully armed guards come out and you know you know combat trained medics you know to stabilize the the patient until they get them to you know the proper ripper dock or you know hospital or whatever the case may be but with that kind of service there comes a big price and uh Um, <laughs> it cuts to the doctor pretty much giving David the rundown like oh you have a sorry buddy but visitations ain't a part of your package you can't see your mom um, I'm gonna get started on the paperwork oh by the way uh, you got about three days to give us you know the eddies the, the money uh, to treat your mother um, like sorry that's the way it is if you don't like it you know you should have got better insurance um, so he takes he goes home he uh takes takes his mom's stuff home and when he throws down the the jacket he sees something in the lining of the jacket and it looks like cyberware in fact it looks like the same cyberware that the same cyber psycho in the beginning of the episode was wearing. It's the Sendevistan. And the Sendevistan is actually military grade cyberware. And that is military grade cyberware fetches a pretty, pretty hefty price on the black market. But so David uses this opportunity a while as I try to sell it off. And, you know, get some money so I can pay off uh, my mom's treatment, you know, you know, try, try to make ends meet because next thing you know, he has no landlord coming down his neck. Yo, I need my rent money or I'm kicking y'all out. You know, so the walls are closing in and in on David. Um, You know, he's begging like try and get a better price for the cyberware um he tries to go back to school the next day uh and he's confronted by uh Katsuyo, the same corp corpo brat baby that was bullying him and uh the er and earlier in the episode um and pretty much they're trying to bully him like yo you should just you know leave you know get out of here um he's pretty much saying you know you have no right to be here and i don't even know how you know you afford to be here i know your mom must do other salacious things on the side just to afford to send you here 
and David he gets mad and you know he tries to pick a fight with him but Katya being the son of a pretty big uh, corporal in the Arasaka Corporation has access to pretty pretty cool cyberware he blocks uh, blocks when David's uh, you know attempts to hit him and you see like his hands start to activate and it turns out he has a skill chip uh, in the base of his neck inserted it's kind of if y'all have seen the matrix where you know Neo's plugging the matrix and the guy's running all these programs to teach uh, Neo all these different fighting styles it's kind of like that in the world of cyberpunk uh, you have these things called skill chips when you insert it you learn these you know certain skills and uh, it goes as far as you know skills for cooking skills for mechanic work and even fighting styles but skillware chips they're only good to a point if you come across someone who is actually proficient in the fighting style say let's take a boxing for example a person that has actually dedicated their their time and their actual energy into learning the craft of boxing versus someone who just plugs in a chip for you know a boxing skill chip the person who has actually put in the time to learn the craft will win and so at that point it just comes down to who has the better cybernetic enhancements and at this point david is he's you know a baby virgin he has no curl he has no cybernetic enhancements probably because it for one to get cyberware it's expensive and i mean really expensive so he's never had the opportunity to even you know buy cyberware let alone go get it installed um after you know he gets his 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 ass handed to him by katsuya he goes to see like check on his mom and the doctor's like yeah we thought we stabilized her and she was doing good but then her bible started nosediving and uh yeah she's gone um like uh but yeah you gotta do something with her you know we can't keep her here it's not part of your package for you know storage or whatever and he hands him a little iPad with an automated voice like, Greetings, value customer. We're sorry for your loss. Here are some of our affordable options. Man. Um, David is... His ultimate option is to take her to a crematory. A crematory that looks like it's on the side of the street. You know. And that's just... You know, it's a small detail, but it's also a very important detail that things in the world of cyberpunk have become so bleak that, you know, death is so commonplace in Night City that they have crematoriums on the side of the street. And when, you know, you don't see him putting the body by, imagine he puts in the body, closes the door and waits for everything to get done and the ashes come in a tube and it's spit out like it's like a coke can coming out of a vending machine that like it's it's so 
crazy and sad to see how commoditized, you know, death has become. And, you know, the handling of, you know, our fallen, you know, brothers and sisters and loved ones has, you know, been commoditized and, you know, um, almost, uh, what's the word? Um, convenienced that, you know, something like this, you know, it's, there should be some kind of, you know, ceremony at least, but, you know, unfortunately David is so down bad on his luck that, uh, he doesn't even have that luxury and he goes home and he can't even open the door because it says, you know, foreclosure rent way past due. Oh. And it's like everything is coming all at once, you know. Oh, if you don't pay this, we're going to turn off the lights, all this kind of stuff. And David, something in him snapped. He said, enough is enough. So he goes to the to Doc, the Ripper Doc, the one that gave him the BD of the Cyber Psycho. And he takes the... The the Sindevistan, the neural speedware cyber uh, cybernetic, and at first Doc is like, "Oh, so you aren't gonna take up my uh, my offer, you know, to buy it from me?" He's like, "No, I'm gonna get. It's time I chipped the fuck up, which chipped in in uh, cyberpunk slang is meaning you know get chipped, install cyberware finally." And that is where episode one ends. Overall, I think this episode, it does a great job of introducing the audience into the world of cyberpunk and getting them acclimated to what a cyberpunk story kind of is, you know, and what they can look forward to. And also showing, you know, the amount of crazy stuff that can happen in the world of cyberpunk. While crazy things that are, you know, beyond our comprehension, as we obviously do not have that kind of technology. Um, but there are certain things that are pretty prophetic, you know, that corporations rule everything. Eventually, they will rule, rule everything. You know, there really isn't that much of a central government to regulate things. It, everything will kind of devolve into almost like a quasimodo like wild wild west type thing um whereas you know the only thing that you know is guaranteed is death you know and the only way you can make uh, a name for yourself is either you're born into it or you gotta fight and kill your way to to the top and even even the entry to even stand at the the starting line to fight your way to the top is a as a pretty tall price to pay you're not only paying with you know with your financial status you're also going to be paying with your life paying with your humanity and paying with your soul and when you get to the end you'll have you'll have to answer that ultimate question to yourself was it all worth it in the end did I really mean for everything to unfold like they did? And that is the journey that David has started on.
um, the the music to the background of this entire episode it's so uh atmospheric it's so fitting even you know just small parts like when david and his mother were in the car and you can hear the the song being played from the radio in the background little nuances like that really grounds this story and makes it more you know human despite the fact of they have all this advanced technology it grounds it and and it it brings us into the world it makes us feel a part of their world and the struggle that they are going to and also allows us to see points where we can identify in the world you know the certain things that apply to us in our reality and uh overall if i were to give this a rating i would give it a 10 out of 10 this is a great opening and introduction to the world of cyberpunk 2077 and it's the world of night city um hopefully y'all enjoyed this first episode of the mini series of reviews that i'm going to do for cyberpunk edge runners um they will come out every tuesday um we have nine more to go as the first season is has a grand total of 10 episodes but hopefully you'll join me for the next one, Chumbo. And I hope to see y'all on the next one.